there are events that test our mettle and our resolve. As we move through this crisis, how are we coping, adapting, fighting on? Join us for local stories of perseverance, creativity, and contributing to community as we showcase Detroit area leaders who share their thoughts and stories and discuss how they and their organizations are managing adversity and serving others. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward and Metro Detroiters who are pivoting, evolving, and moving ahead. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward, I'm John Gay. What happens when you start a foundation for a needed mission, build it quicker than ever expected, then the world changes in an instant and all of a sudden other, more seemingly urgent causes capture the attention of literally everyone? That's what the Chad Tuff Foundation faced in the spring, just two months before its planned annual gala on the field at the University of Michigan's practice facility. The foundation started as a rallying cry for five-year-old Chad Carr. His grandfather, Lloyd, was the national championship football coach at Michigan. His dad, Jason, a quarterback, and his mom, Tammy, began her career as a hospital fundraiser. After Chad passed away, his family has made sure his name and spirit have become a mission. They've raised millions, but with much more to be done. Tammy joins me today. Welcome to Michigan Motors Forward. Thanks for having me, John. So the need for the Chad Tuff Foundation didn't change, but the world around it did. So as COVID-19 and coronavirus came into our worlds, how have you been able to make the adjustments that have been needed? Well, you know, initially, we really were walking on eggshells because you didn't want to seem insensitive to everything going on around us. We wanted to be a part of helping in some way, um, but it's difficult when your mission is brain cancer research and you're dealing with, you know, COVID. Mm. So we tried to find ways to share different philanthropies, different charitable endeavors in our area that maybe had partnered with us on things. We tried to initially help engage that way by sharing some of the things they were doing with our supporters. So people knew that we got it, right? This is important to everyone and we didn't want to seem insensitive to that. At the same time, there are children being diagnosed with brain cancer during COVID. The disease that our son passed away from, DIPG, basically you have nine months to live once they find it. So time is of the essence. And saying, well, we can't do anything for two or three months is a big deal. So it was a hard balance to find. I think we're doing better now, but it was very difficult in the beginning. I think there's the whole rising tide lifts all boats things. And I think the horrible events of the last few months have often brought out the best in people and the best in organizations. And it seems like it's been great for you to work with other organizations to promote them. And at the same time, they've been able to help promote you over the years as well. Definitely. Part of our mission has always been collaboration. So we wanted to help. If we could promote another organization that was doing good work in our community around COVID, that's what we wanted to do. And at the same time, we initially wanted people to just remain engaged with us and realize we were still here. Mm -hmm. So we did these stay-at-home challenges with our celebrity partners, right? We gave them a platform to be able to share something with the Chad Tough community and give them a challenge to do at home. So it got people who were stuck at home with nothing to do, um, gave them something to do while engaging with Chad Tough still. So that was sort of our first step. So what kind of challenges are we talking about? We had, you know, Michigan basketball coaches uh, working out with their kids, you know, on their living room floors and showing some of the things that they were doing. Uh, we had people teaching people how to do something in the kitchen, cleaning, just different things, you know, that it was using our celebrity supporters to 
give content that people were interested in at the time. So I think that helped people to stay engaged with what we were doing in general. You're a great organization. You do wonderful work for pediatric brain cancer. But at the same time, I think, and I don't want to sound insensitive by saying this, but it's also a brand and you have to stay top of mind for folks throughout this in order to help reach the goals of raising money and raising awareness of this horrible disease. Definitely. And we didn't want to remain silent Mm -hmm. because then, you know, people assume either they don't need me or it was very difficult to figure out that balance. So we wanted to remain top of mind for people and engage them where they were at that moment, but also reminding them that children were still being diagnosed. And initially we didn't want to ask anyone for anything. Mm -hmm. We wanted to help people get PPE and get things to the first responders in any way we could. You know, we encouraged those types of things. When that started to feel better a little bit here in Michigan, at least, I think that's when we started to find a way to reinforce our mission again. And you're right. We are a brand, which is so strange. I mean, when you lose your child and you develop a foundation for brain cancer, that's the last thing on your mind. Of course. Yeah. But it's true. And we have to keep our mission at mind, too. So finding that balance was important. So speaking of your mission, I know you have a lot of sponsors and they've really stuck by you throughout this whole process, right? Yes, they have. Um, We have a gala every spring that has a thousand attendees every year and raises over $1.2 million. And that is half of our budget. Mm. So we have very much relied on events. Well, then COVID comes and that just doesn't work anymore. And I don't know the next time we're going to be able to have a thousand people in a room, right? Sure. We've had to really reinvent how we're doing things. Our sponsors have been incredible. Most of the sponsors for the gala had already signed on, had already given their donations, and none of them said, no, we want that back. Right, right. They're with us because of what we're doing, right? The work that we're doing is important to them. So we found ways. We did a virtual event. Mm Mm-hmm. And we found ways to recognize the sponsors during that virtual event, which I think they much appreciated. And it provided some good content that was lighthearted and then also contained some real meat in regards to pediatric brain cancer. I'd imagine that's a very difficult balance to pull off. You want to have the information get out there and it's so important and it's such a great cause, but you also want to have little moments too where where you can provide some light moments as well, right? Definitely. And that was really important to us. Our family and our foundation is, we're very involved in the sporting world, right? Of course. My father-in-law being the Michigan coach and all of our family is, you know, very sports oriented. So what we were able to do was gather our celebrity supporters who could give some lighthearted commentary on past memories, and then also bring in families that were fighting brain cancer, as well as researchers. So those celebrity supporters were able to share some of their stories that people wanted to hear. And then they talked about why Chad Tuff was important to them and asked people to get involved. We kind of went back and forth between those stories and then families that are fighting this disease right now, doctors that are researching. And we put together a two-hour event that was really good content and I think struck a really good balance for people. Two hours is a long time online. Yeah. And I heard some good information from people that they felt drawn in. They could walk away. They knew what was coming up next. So I think we did a good job of that. And we were really happy to pull that off. Well, Tammy, I think that's a credit to you and to the organization because we've heard all the research as everybody's been working remotely on Zoom and everything. It's one thing to be at an event in person, but 
two hours in front of the computer when you've got the wife in one room, the husband in another room, the kids in another room who need your attention, the dog who needs to go out and all that kind of stuff. It's harder to keep somebody for that same amount of time in a virtual environment. So I think that's your credit that you were got that feedback. You were able to keep everybody's attention and find that right balance in the program. Yes. And we we sent out the program in advance so people knew mm-hmm. if they wanted to hear Charles Woodson talk about research, then they could log in at that time. And we interspersed things. So everyone was going to get something, Chad, tough during that moment, regardless of when they logged on. We also did a kind of campaign along with the MDEN. Anyone that gave $25 or more got a Chad Tough face mask. So it was sort of a thank you gift that was relevant to where we are right now and where we're going to be for a while. So we kind of incorporated that component as well. I was going to ask you about that. In this age of COVID, and now everybody's wearing masks or should be wearing masks, it's an opportunity to put something on your mask for a cause or an organization that you support. So I love that people can now make the donation and get the word out about Chad Tough just by going to Kroger or Meyer or wherever and, and having their mask on and having the logo and everything on there. Definitely. I think we find that our supporters want to wear something that says Chad Tough and they get asked all the time, what is that? Mm-hmm. And that gives them the opportunity to then share who we are, why we're doing what we're doing. And um, that just, you know, spreads awareness and I guess builds our uh, group of supporters. Tell me about the Run Tough event that you've got planned for the fall. I know it's obviously going to look different than it was planning on looking six months ago, but tell me how this is set up and what's been changing about it. Well, we've always had a run in September that aligns with Chad's birthday weekend. Mm -hmm. So this year he would have been 10 years old on September 26th. So We've always had that date. It was a Saturday. You know, we were all excited to do this and we still have it planned to have a local race, but we've always had a virtual component since, you know, the third year of the race, actually, we kind of said, you can run from anywhere. We'll send you a shirt. We'll send you a bib, run, walk, don't run. I don't care. Just wear the shirt. Because again, (laughs) like we talk about that spreads the message. So this year we're taking it even further with the virtual component. Um, there's a possibility we will have a race locally. Probably not. But if we don't, the people that are here locally, we're going to have a route for them where they can run or walk by Chad's school or house, put a birthday balloon stick in our yard for his birthday. So we're going to incorporate something locally that they can do. But then we're also asking people from all over the country to be a part of that virtual race. And we have families who are honoring their own kids that are doing their own races with Chad Tough. Well, that makes sense. I mean, having that virtual component because you've got such a wonderful network of support from all over the country, not just here in Michigan, so that you have a way for people to participate from all over. And now even local folks, they ha- I love that you have the local component. You can leave something on the lawn in honor of Chad, but also have a socially distant exercise event, whether you're here or elsewhere. Definitely. And we've done that for the last three years. We've had at least one runner from every state. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, we really started with this map three years ago saying, why not bring more people in? We do have supporters everywhere. So let's let them be engaged. And they send in pictures and we show it on social of them running tough. So we're, we're really working to expand that this year because I think a lot of people are looking for some more virtual opportunities. We're also incorporating a big part of our gala weekend was our online auction. And because we didn't have the gala, we're actually incorporating that into that run weekend as well. So I was about to ask you about the auction around Chad's birthday and around the run. So tell me about the auction. It's going to end on Chad's birthday, which is the run. It'll be open a week before so people can bid from anywhere. And our idea around it 
you know, we've always had a lot of experiences with athletes, um, different sorts of celebrities. Well, things are hard to travel to. We've always had great sporting events and concerts to attend. Well, those things aren't happening. So we're turning our online auction into a lot of virtual events. So let's say you can have a Zoom call with Chase Winovich. Oh, wow. Or your kid can play video games with him or Jay Feely or, you know, all the people that have come together to support us. And the nice thing is, I think in a way, it's a lot easier of an ask for our celebrities. Oh, yeah. They don't need to go anywhere. They just need to commit to a 20 minute something. You know, we have some guys that want to do a birthday message or others that want to do a cooking lesson. I mean, they can do anything they want. Uh, wine tasting with Mo Hurst. We're going to have something like that with him. So we're kind of getting creative around that. And it's allowing some of our supporters to reach out to people they know as well, because this is an easy ask. Can you give 20 minutes of your time sometime in the next six months to benefit pediatric brain cancer? Before I let you go, Tammy, I do want to ask you to tell me a little bit about DIPG and the disease that took your son. I, I want to make sure that we cover this because it is such an important topic. Give me a little bit of background about the disease and what it looks like and where we are with it. I can't imagine what it was like to be in your situation. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people can't, but just give us a little bit of background on that if you could. Oh, definitely. Um, DIPG is basically the worst brain tumor a child can get. Mm -hmm. It's in the brainstem. So you know, your brainstem controls everything, your heartbeat, your breathing, everything. So if that isn't working, um, you aren't here and it's inoperable. So they can't get in there and take it out because it's diffused within the healthy cells. Mm -hmm. So it's not a solid tumor. And I didn't know this, and I don't think most people do, but brain tumors are actually the leading cause of cancer death in kids. Oh, wow. So accidents are first and then it's cancer and inside cancer it's brain tumors and DIPG is the most lethal of them taking about 50% every year of the kids that die from brain cancer so it's a really bad disease you know Neil Armstrong's daughter died from this 60 years ago mm. and the protocol has virtually been the same from then to when Chad was diagnosed that just didn't seem right to us like how is that possible we live in the United States of America with the greatest scientists and I just, just, it didn't seem okay. So while we realized that it was not going to be enough to impact Chad, somebody had to do something. Mm -hmm. I look at it as if somebody had really stepped up 30 years ago, maybe my son would be here today. Wow. So what we're doing is for the kids that come down the road. And we have researchers telling us that they believe they're going to find a cure in our lifetime now, which they wouldn't have said five years ago. Oh, wow. Just five years five years and he will be gone five years in November. And it's amazing the progress that's been made. I mean, there's still a lot more that needs to happen. We're nowhere near the end, but there's a hope and there's a light at the end of the tunnel that didn't exist when Chad was diagnosed. So it's a horrible thing to lose a child. There's nothing worse, but to be able to see his legacy and how he's really changing the world, um, it helps us to get through it. That's for sure. The work that the Chad Tuff Foundation is doing is just amazing. And I, I, it's not often that I'm at a loss for words, but on a topic like this, this is, it's really incredible work that you're doing. And I'm so glad that you're doing that work. If somebody wants to know more about the Chad Tuff Foundation, including all the events coming up in the fall, what are the best ways to find you? We can go to chadtuff.org and you can find everything you need to find out about what we're doing, how to get in touch, how to get involved. Um, and we're always looking for more people to engage with us.
Awesome. Tammy Carr, thank you so much for your time today and thank you for the continued work that you're doing. Best to you and the family. Thank you for having me, John. Michigan Motors Forward is produced by Jag and Detroit Podcasts in partnership with Tanner Friedman Strategic Communications. Subscribe for free on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are found.